imagine what we look like i know we never have to film our voices all you know is all of my crippling insecurities and Ugh. all of my fear and you could put any face to my trauma baby exactly put your own face i hope you do i hope you do put oh your face gosh. to my trauma oh, shit. oh gosh Look for a water bottle uh, chances are we uh we share traumas oh yeah and we share trauma responses and we are just like not like other podcasts but we are exactly, exactly like other, other girls. girls. Exactly. And you know what other girls go through? Depersonalization. <laughs> That's a pretty hot topic, right? When you're like in the bathroom when you're putting on some lipstick and someone's like, hey, can I borrow your lipstick? And you're like, yeah. Do you ever feel like you're not a human? <laughs> yeah. No, I love it when I'm applying lipstick in the mirror and I have like a, you know, like some hot pop song from mm-hmm. today playing in the background and then suddenly the world sort of. Mm-hmm. blurs and I sort of like mm-hmm. look at myself and try to connect with my own eyes the way that I would a stranger's eyes and suddenly it becomes like oh there's a person in there yeah and that person is me but it's so it's so freaky when when you just remember that you are a human being and you're alive oh yeah do you remember like do you have an early memory of you as a child being like I'm a human being. I have a consciousness. I wonder if other people around me have consciousnesses. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I feel like I kind of thought about that as a child, but through like the lens of death. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, I'm a person that's gonna die. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's uh, a big, big thing. Like, right? Your own mortality at a young age. Mm-hmm. Woo! Huge. Hurts. I remember I was uh, at a concert with my mom and my sister. I must have been mm, six. And it was like, it was called the Jingle Ball. But it was like a bunch of artists come together, right? And uh-huh. and <laughs> Snoop Dogg was there. Shout out! Uh, Avril Lavigne. These two people at the same event. Yeah, Stevie Wonder. What? I know. None of these things make so, sense. So, uh, so I, it's like you're a little kid, right? And mm-hmm. fucking Avril Lavigne's playing and she's your favorite artist at the time. And you're like, this is the happiest I'll ever feel in my life. And then you look at your mom and you're like, my mom is my favorite person in the world and I love her. And then you look at her and you go... She's gonna die one day. Yep. Oh. While Avril singing. And then, you know what you do? You start oh, sobbing. Sobbing. Oh. And then your mom's looking at you and you're like, huh? And then you look at your mom and you say, you're gonna die one day. <laughs> to your mom. And she goes, what? And then you get so upset that you throw up the pizza that you ate. Oh my god. Um, And that's when you realize that everyone's dying. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's like, she was a skater boy. She said, see you later, boy. And you're like, my mom's, mom's gonna, gonna die. die. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had the same feeling. I think I was I was at a high school football game. Um, yeah. There was a girl there with us who was, like, her first time getting high. And she was just like, everyone in this fucking stadium. <gasps> yes. Everyone in this stadium is gonna die. Is gonna be a skeleton. Who's gonna die? She's gonna die. 
those football players, they're all gonna die. Like, is that somebody's gonna die? Like, first, like one of the people here is gonna be the first of us to die, and it could be really soon. Especially like, yeah, not to like turn this into a whole mortality talk, but yeah, when you like witness death or experience death as a young person, Mm -hmm. spooky, spooky, makes you realize shit can go through. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still unpacking that, like, as an adult person. Oh, every day of my fucking life. But especially when I'm, like, I don't know. Sometimes it hits me when I'm, like, at a customer service job. Stop. It's the worst. trying to, you know, give somebody, like, a a beverage Mm -hmm. or a good that they paid me for. And I just realize that I'm, like, reciting a text or I'm going through lines. And I'm, like, I'm just, like white noising my life mm-hmm. right now. You're a fucking cog. Like, I'm just, like, in The Sims, like, when they sleep at night and the time speeds up, and it's just, like, <laughs> I'm just going through being, like, hi, how's it going? Okay, great. Okay, have awesome. Yeah, have a great day. And uh-huh. it's just, like, those minutes don't matter. They're nothing. To both of you. Exactly. We both entered into this contract where, like, neither of us are... You're doing a song and dance together. Which is, like, so difficult, because you try... I feel like I have tried to actively make the choice to, like, connect, engage, mm-hmm. look at mm-hmm. another human being in the face and, mm-hmm. like, see them and have them see me. But not everybody wants to do that. And sometimes I don't want to do that either. It's it's exhausting to do that all the time. So sometimes you have to, like, just click the fucking fast forward button. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you, like, blur your eyes out. That's how it feels. It oh, feels no like way. you are not in control. But you are. But, like, you're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just, again, it goes back to depersonalization. I mean, I I remember, I think one of the memories that, like, that kind of hits me is, like, I was driving my car, I must have been, like, 16 or 17, driving my car, and everything's normal, and then all of a sudden, I see myself driving my car. Mm. And it's like, uh, I'm, like, a floating body, but I'm driving a car. Yeah, yeah, and you're, like, video game hands. I, uh, it was so disturbing. It was, like it's so weird that you I, I do this thing where I literally can see myself in third person. You astro project? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so spooky and jarring and it takes me like a good couple minutes to come back because I'm like No, that yeah. shit is anxiety inducing. Crazy. Yeah. No, I've had this it's the worst when you're driving and then you're like am I gonna lose control? Yeah. And that's, like, exactly, we've talked about this before, that's what a panic attack feels like, is <laughs> where you're like, oh, last time I felt like this, I had a panic attack. And then, I don't have a panic attack again, and then that thought a domino, bing, 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 triggers the panic. panic attack. Yeah. And then you're, like, in a car, and you're like, wouldn't it be a shame? The same way that when you're in a car, and everybody's always like, I could just... Fucking right into that pole. Right off the fucking highway. Yeah. Well, that's not the... That's, I would think what the old time when I'm driving is, like... We all signed a moral agreement to not bumper cars each other. This person next to me could try to bumper car me, and then I'm dead. But that's also, like, walking around in life. True. We've so, signed a moral agreement so that you're not going to turn around and fucking clock me in the face. <laughs> but, like, you could. And sometimes that people happens. do. And I then know. you have to, you know, step outside the simulation for a second. Gosh. That's just so... Yeah. It's just crazy to think about that. I struggle a lot. I don't know if you've ever had this where it's like... I look at someone, and, uh, like, see my mom, I look at my mom, and I'm like, this woman is my mom, like, objectively a mother, but for a split second, I don't know who she is. You've told me about this before. I, I, and it's really weird, because 
Because, again, I know, like, deep down, that's my mom. But for, like, five seconds, I don't know who this woman is that's looking at me. And it's not just my mom. It's, like, yeah. my ex-boyfriend, Nick, uh, sometimes we'd be, like, you know, kissing or, like, whatever, roughhousing. Oh right? Roughhousing. And then, all of a sudden, I'd look at him, and I wouldn't know who he was, and I'd get, like, extreme panic. Like, extreme panic. And I'd have to be like, don't touch me. And then it would, like... I don't know why. Wild. No, I've never experienced that before. It's very spooky, because, again, I don't, it's probably, like, what, like, a safety? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A safety, like, precaution to... Why do you be like, well, I feel like, you ever see a dog do something similar where you're like, I pet the dog, I kiss the dog, and then the dog's like, yeah, I'm enjoying this, and then suddenly the dog's like, wait! Yeah. (laughs) Like, don't, I don't want you to... And they bite you, and you're like, I don't like it no more. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's like that. Yeah, it's definitely, like, some sort of uh, realm of anxiety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some sort of... No, but it's... Re- I mean, to, like, look at... I don't know. It's kind of like when you stare at somebody's face for long enough. Even your own face. You just see still look like a face. Yeah. Or say words over and over, and they just stop sounding like words. Your brain really does not like doing that. No, hates it. I hate it. I hate it. Yeah. It's a mess. <laughs> I don't know. I always found myself... Like, in group settings, uh, astral projecting. Mm. And, like, being like, oh, you look like you're not enjoying yourself right now. Oh, because you're not, oh. you're not enjoying yourself. Yeah. You hate this. Yeah. Uh, I just have a big thing with, like, crowds and loudness. It's just, like, not my party. It's overwhelming. I respect the party. I sometimes enjoy it, but I, then I want to go home. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've become more like that as I get... As I get older, at the ripe age of 21, um, I feel like I went through a period of time where I was like, I want to go fucking hard all the time! And then I got to be at a point where I'm like, actually, I really just would much rather not be around a bunch of people. I really just want to, like, be home watching a movie with, like, maybe a single person. Probably just, like, be under my wave blanket. Yeah, definitely. Definitely chilling out. That's so funny. I never, I never had a period where I was like, I want to be around people and I want to... I don't know. I just have never been a human being that's, like... An extrovert? <laughs> yeah, I guess. But it's it's funny, because, you know, I do theater, and I, I I think I'm friendly, and I like to talk to people, but it's, like, there's something that... The lack of control of being in, like, a giant crowd, it's just, like, not for me. Yeah. 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 I used to... When I was, like, 15, 14, my mom... I have a specific memory of going to Costco with my mother, and just having a panic attack because people could see me and I was like I don't want anyone to see me mm. uh yeah and that's when it, like I feel like it really hit me that I have some sort of anxiety or like some sort something's up with me where I am afraid to be seen <laughs> yeah no that's real yeah and it's scary like mm-hmm. and I think that's the thing you'll never I think all the mask off my face um you never run away from or you never, like, mm. get completely away from because it's, like, I'm a human being in the world. And that requires being seen. seen. Which, whoa, Alicia, is so scary. So and scary. so many people don't even think about it because they don't want to do it. Yeah. People live their whole life without really being seen. Exactly. And then, they again, they go home at night, they lay in their bed, and they go, Why am I empty? It's like, because you don't see anyone and you don't see yourself. Exactly. It's because you're completely shut off from any form of vulnerability. But on a more superficial level, 
let me tell you, I'm very excited to be wearing a mask. Like, no, I mean, nine times out of ten, I'm, I'm always wearing a mask. Let it be known. Uh-huh. No, but, like, whenever I go outside wearing a mask, best day. Yeah. Fantastic. It's hiding the shit that I don't like. Yeah. All you motherfuckers who won't mask up, what is wrong with Pussy. you? Pussy. Do you think you're hot? I'm trying to hide three quarters of my face because I feel yeah. good about that. Again, the eyes are the way to the soul. Absolutely. That's all you need. Absolutely. Also, like, mm, don't spread a pandemic. Man. Also that. Also, you just wear a mask. I really thought that we were going to be able to, like, do things this summer, but it sounds like that's not Yeah. Not Someone. So just put a fucking mask on. Gosh. It's really not that hard. It's also just... It, it, you're selfish if you don't. That's the thing. Is like, do you think you're above it? You must think that you feel silly, like you're giving into like, like if you think that like, oh, there's all these sheeple that are all too freaked out. Like, do you think that this isn't real? I don't know. Have you seen? Anyways, this is all. It's a tangent of truth. Yeah, but really though. This is the segment we call Wear a Fucking Mask. Yeah. We're gonna or go stay the fuck inside. True. Wear a fucking mask. Or stay, stay the, the fuck inside. inside. Yeah. But there is something that's very nice and secure about like getting to hide a lot of my face. Yeah. And feeling oh, especially if I'm wearing like sunglasses oh, and the mask. You are nothing. You're like a fucking No. Uh, uh, incognito. You could be anyone. But it's very liberating, especially like I feel like as a lady maneuvering the world. I don't have to feel like I have to engage with anybody yes, yes, or like yes. anybody's looking at me. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. It's like I realize that I'm trying to smile at men that cannot see my face because I'm so conditioned to smile at them because I don't want them to kill me. So it's very interesting. <laughs> yeah, no. To be like, ah. Oh. oh, suddenly I, I don't. I don't have to do this. I find myself talking out loud a lot more. Mm. Now that I'm wearing a mask. I don't know if it's just because suddenly I don't... I don't really um, talk. And this is kind of, again, turning into a tangent, but... I think it's also very... It's really helping my, um... My body dysmorphia. And my, mm-hmm. my like, relationship to my form. Definitely. Because well, I'm not thinking about it all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not constantly mm-hmm. being like, don't make yourself look like that. Don't... You need to... And I'm, mm-hmm. like, constantly sucking in my cheeks. Oh my god, it's not even... A, like, literally the skin on the inside of my cheeks. Raw. Gray. Ah. Gray and falling off. You know what I used to do? I used to fucking uh, take a hairbrush and hit it on my chin. What was that doing? Trying to get rid of my double chin. Just spank it out? I, tr- I I think I just saw some crazy, also someone, not crazy, but someone who was struggling. <laughs> someone's got the same. Yeah, someone who has body dysmorphia. Just trying to feel okay doing that control over your body that's and what society i was says. like maybe i should do it too uh, da, 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 da. it's also why i do like weird chin exercises i don't know what the fuck i'm doing i don't think that does anything no yeah it's the same it's the same thing yeah All the things that we do to like make ourselves physically small anyways i feel like i don't have to do them as much because i'm wearing a mask, a mask. Over my yeah face. definitely um which is cool in a lot of ways because I think when this is all over, who knows when that is going to be. Oh. When I don't have to wear a mask over my face anymore, I'll be chilling. Yeah. More so than I am. I do like to think that we'll have, like, a tan line. Again, I was saying we have, like, an indent. Like, we yeah, would... we've started to evolve to yeah, the point evolved. where we, like, <laughs> have indented Indented faces. cheeks. Ugh. Spooky. And then all those bitches that didn't wear masks, natural selection. And that's how evolution will come for you. Yep. 
journalism theater. Yeah, I mean, it's hopping back on body dysmorphia on this little fun train that we are both, uh, you know. Yeah, I'm on the caboose sometimes. Sometimes you're on the caboose, but it's it's uh, it's so crazy when you. Like, in the moment you're in, you just have so much hate for your body, right? And then years pass, and you look at a picture of yourself, and you're like, that poor girl. That poor little girl who went to a dance, who looked great and should be happy, cried in the bathroom. Yeah. Didn't eat anything, because she didn't want anyone to think she was fat. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Crazy. And that's the thing, is, like, the more time you spend... Like, I cannot count the amount of times I should just do myself a favor and, like, delete all of my old pictures of myself off my phone. Because I've spent so much time going through... I used to have, like, a notes app in my phone being, like, here's what I looked like my freshman year of high school. Here's what I looked like Mm. my sophomore year of high school. Mm -hmm. Junior. Senior year. First year. Second year. Third year of college. Fourth year. Summers in between. Like, charting weight loss and, like, weight gain. And just being like, I didn't like how I looked here, but I liked how I looked here. I didn't like, what did I do then that I didn't do that? And like, just trying to like, do this weird thing. And it's like, I don't want to live my whole life looking back at pictures and being like, reminiscent of how much I hated myself at different points in my life. Mm -hmm. Which I, you know, is not always the case. Sometimes when I'm, I could tell I'm really fucked in the head. Like when I was like really deep in like my shit I was able to like I like looked at a picture of myself from I don't know like my senior year of college or high school senior year of high school where I was like having a great time on top of the world but like I weighed more at that point in time and I was just like how could I be happy when I looked like that and it's just like how can I retroactively go back and like take away the pleasure that I was feeling because I hate myself so much now but the point being, like, I can't, I can't continue to do that all my life. Oh. And that's why I have to, like, body neutrality. And also, like, not identifying with my form is a big yeah. thing. Very hard to do that. Definitely. That leads back into the depersonalization you, thing. You know, and it's like we were talking about, I mean, I showed you an old picture of myself, and I was like, like, in my head, I was like, ugh, this girl weighs more than I do now. She's ugly. She's this, that, whatever. And I showed you that picture, and you're like, that's just my best friend, Haiti. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, like, so weird that we are so trapped within ourselves that we, like, look at a picture of ourselves, and we just fucking... Yeah. I've done the same thing where I've been, like, shown somebody, or I love to be like, hey, look at this pair of shorts I used to have. Look how they're, like, so huge on me now. Mm-hmm. And you just want people to, you know, like, Ooh. give you a pause. And also just validate that thing for yourself where you're, like, I've lost so much weight, that's a good thing. Or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Or the same thing where you go and you show somebody a Snapchat memory and you're, like, look, this is three years ago. Didn't I look completely different? And you want them to say, yeah, yes. you look like a completely different person. Because it gives you some sort of, you know, validation yeah. that what you're doing is definitely correct. But, the, I, again, the more that you identify with this external form, the more you're going to suffer. Because, A, this thing is always fleeting. Just like we were talking about, everybody's going to die. You're going to get to a certain point where you're, like, your hair's going to fucking turn gray, your skin's going to sag, your tits are going to, you know, do the thing that tits do. Everything's just going to start to, like, 
deteriorate. Yeah. And you, if you spent your entire life wrapped up in your physical aesthetic, then you're just going to freak the fuck out because that's all you have. just so I don't know like thinking about how much time I've spent thinking about how I look uh, makes me want to fucking scream yeah. you know what I mean no, but it's like that's what we're taught growing up it's like do your hair like this and you know sit like this and wear this and bing 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 whatever and it's crazy and it's like we're just a product of our environment like I I grew up in uh Southern California, where most people are thin. Most people, you know, I was near kind of LA, so that sort of culture seeped in. And it's like, I was one of the bigger girls, but at the time, I was perfectly fine. Like, that's what fucks me up so much, is that I thought, I I just, I, I consumed my environment so heavily that I thought I was like a monster, you know? And it's just so crazy that that you just allow you allow the world to tell you what you should be. Instead of being like, no, I can be what I fucking want to be. And look how I want to look. And yes, I got big hips and I got big tits and a huge ass. But I shouldn't be treated poorly. (laughs) Well, yeah, hot take. Really, truly. Yeah. It's so easy to internalize all of that. Like, everybody's consuming that. And that's the thing is, there's nary a woman among us who hasn't had to rework that mainframe. You Mm -hmm, know what I mean? Definitely. Everybody's just, like, social media. We're all fighting it. It's so, like entrenched in our culture you just uh-huh. can't escape it anywhere you look there's constantly like weight loss ads like uh-huh. thinspo vlogs fucking everywhere you yeah. cannot get away from it even in quarantine being like i've gained so much weight i look at these home workouts like, all the fucking tweets that are like mm, uh, once i get out of here don't comment on my weight loss or like mm, so what i gain you know it's just like so much like who fucking cares? Who cares? We're in a pandemic, people. I don't care if you're a little chubby. I just want you to be safe. Yeah, I just want you to be fucking healthy. God. And for God's sake, like, again, the fact that we equate, like, people losing weight with Ugh. betterment and people gaining weight with something's up with them and things are not going well. It's crazy. Could not be further from the truth. Like, I, Yeah. I dead-ass believe, with my whole soul, uh, I mean, this is, a, this is obviously part of my narrative, but the thing that would give people the most satisfaction for my life, or pe- people the proudest, if I dropped, like, mm, 70 pounds, I really think that, uh, which is fucked, and also part of that is me, but a part of it is society being like, yeah, that's something to congratulate. Exactly. It makes total sense that that's, like, the part of the narrative. And then I go home to my family, and I haven't been eating, and I'm taking pictures of myself laying down, and I'm sucking in, and I'm seeing my ribs, and I'm like, this is it. Like, this is what I want. Like, this is my ribs. You know? And it's like, I'm going down this spiral of self-destructive behaviors, and I go home, and my parents are like, you look so good. My sister's like, I want to look like you. What are you doing? And it's like, and it's like, 
Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I mean, it is. Like, stop fucking commenting on other people's and it's experiences. Like, it's like, I wrote a whole play. I'm a fucking playwright. I make art. I'm a good person. And I'm fucking funny. And all you gotta be is like, wow, you're skinny now. I'm so much more. And you're so much more. You know? I don't look at you and, and I think Carly looks skinny. I look at Carly and I'm like, Carly's the best fucking person I've ever met in my whole life. It's just funny. It's not funny. But it's just... It's interesting because I think, like, for me, there was a certain part of losing weight that came with being like, yeah, I've always wanted to, like, be as thin as physically possible because that's just what everybody wants is they want yeah, to, like, you should constantly want to be lose weight because that's what everybody wants. Um, but I think there was also part of it was, like, I find it very hard to be vulnerable in lots of different parts of my life and I find it very hard to ask for help when I need help. And I just find it difficult to know how to communicate those things. Mm -hmm. And also feeling like wanting... It goes back to like really desperately wanting attention, but also being like, but I don't want to be pathetic, so I don't want to ask for it. Like, I really... I want to have a position of power, and like, I want people to come to me, but I don't want to have to give anything up by like asking for it. Definitely. And I think that there was something about having a body that looked like a cry for help that was like, I, I want to hold on to this. And if I lose this, then what, who's going to give a shit about me? Or like, who's going to look at me and be like, are you okay? Because I'm not going to fucking ask anybody to help me. Yeah. And I'm not going to like, you know. So I think that there's something in that realm to deal with I mean and it's like you know I watched you go through this and obviously it's hard to see I mean you're watching me struggle with things all the time too it's hard to see someone you care about go through things and it's like how much help I don't know I feel like I constantly struggle with this with a lot of people it's like how much should I insert myself into this you know yeah. Um, well, did you ever feel like there was a time where you should insert yourself into it? I think there was a point where I should have stepped in more. Yeah. When? I think when it was, like, during the fall when they told you that you should go into inpatient. Oh. And there was a part of me that wanted that for you but also a part of me that understood why you didn't want that yeah obviously well it's just oh it's so it well, it's, it's crazy it's hard to say i mean obviously that's the whole thing it's hard for me to say what the fuck you need because it's also crazy thinking about like how the year panned out <laughs> like i should have just done that but no right. but it's like you know who am i to say that you should do something but it's like I don't know. It's weird. I mean, obviously, you probably feel this way. You know, I have a drinking problem. I do this. I do that. You know, it's like, what are the boundaries, especially when you're so close to someone, to be like, I need to step in, or I need to give you space, or, you know, and this goes back, <laughs> we're going through so many topics right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> kind of fun. <laughs> Doesn't matter. But it's like, it goes back to, like, codependency issues. It's like, obviously, I've been in relationships in friendships where someone's gone through something similar to this and it wasn't healthy and so it's like it's like 
clocking my shit yeah, and being yeah. like, is this my old friendship? Because if it is, it's not what I'm living right now. Yeah, no. Like, Boom. We've, and we've gone through that. And I feel like we've been able to, I mean, we've talked about you having a past of, like, codependent oh, relationships yeah. that, like, you know, with you and new sound effects. <laughs> like, <laughs> but really, truly, I think that was something that I was aware of. And I think this goes back to me being, like, there have been times in my life where I know I can feel somebody getting closer to me or, like, needing something from me or, like that dependency forming and it makes me want to lash out with cruelty oh and this yeah. is where i'm like that's something i'm constantly trying to work on so that that's not a thing but there would be times where i would feel like this goes back to feeling like i can't be vulnerable there are just times where i'm like just shut it just cut it definitely just, just don't definitely but i don't know again it goes back to i'm very uh and you're very like uh, uh yeah yeah, yeah. I think I'm leaning in and I lean out. I think that's part of why our friendship is good because we challenge each other. Yeah. To I, you're like you're leaning in too much, and I'm like, oh god, and I'm like, you're kind of far out, and you're like, oh god, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, we we balance um, each other out in very nice ways. Yeah, and it's like, and I think, I mean, I don't know what I would have done if I did not have you. Same. Especially at that point, because I. I would have done, I would have literally done anything you needed to do at that. I, it was just, you could have been like, I need you to carry me. I don't know why. I, I, I just like, I, <laughs> physically, carry. physically carry you somewhere. I would, I would, you could have fucking woken me up at 2 a.m. and said, I gotta go somewhere to the fucking hospital. I would have been like, let's fucking go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but that's the thing, just allow, you being able to be a space where I could just I didn't feel like you were going to come in and be like, okay, well, we need to, I'm calling your mom. No, and yeah. And I'm taking you, you know, I'm doing all these not. things. I was like, I don't know if I should tell my mom. And you were like, I don't know. But, like, I feel like there would be nothing bad about you doing that. I feel like that would be, you know, they're just, you how, had my back at every point and you never judged me and you never tried to make me feel like I had to do something. Which I feel like is something that I do, I need to get better about. Like, I need to... When we're talking about stuff, I don't need to have my, like, fix-it brain on. Because I feel like that's a place where I want to go, and I don't think that that's always helpful. Yeah. And I think that's, that's something you, that you have... I really have appreciated about you and our friendship is you're just like, yeah, like, I hear you, and I see you, and, like, I care about you, and I love you, and, you know, just that, like you said, having that unconditional love between us where we're, like we need to create the space where we can eliminate the shame. Yeah. And again, I think this is what I keep saying and again, but like, I think that this is kind of where this podcast lives too. It's like these things create themselves when they're in the dark, when you're just putting them away. It out on your yeah. own and you need to have a place where you can come forward and say like, I'm scared. And like, this is something that's, I think about last fall, if I wasn't, like, didn't have you, I don't know where I would be. I don't know. You know what I mean? It's terrible to think about. It's like, we really need, we really need to tell people that there's a fire happening outside. No, but it's like, we, we really need to, like, fucking, again, there's so much shame in mental health, but just tell people that it's okay for help so you don't have to 
be skin and bones. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm not, ju- I'm not judging you that because, because I've done things that are like that too. Like when I was in high school, um, trigger warning, self-harm. I don't know. <laughs> we have, there's so many triggers. This whole podcast is a trigger it's warning. It's triggering. But it's like, when I was 16, I w- started self-harming, but it's like, I wasn't hiding it. Yeah. I would wear no fucking same. short sleeve shirts because I wanted my parents to look at that and be like, my child needs help. Yeah. You know, because my family is really big on, oh, look at, look at this, this little problem we have. Let's just under the rug thing. Yeah. You know, and it's like, it works for them, but it never worked for me. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I, I struggled with self-harm recently, which is crazy because I hadn't dabbled in that since, again, I was like 16. And I think a part of it was being like, I need help and I am struggling asking for it so I'm gonna I mean I wasn't like thinking of this but I'm gonna like go drastic measures you know get shit face call the suicide hotline hurt myself and then wake up in the morning and go I can't do this ever again because I'm scared that I won't wake up you know what I mean yeah no I it was almost like I did a cry for help for myself like that that shit shook me you know what I mean yeah yeah it's crazy it's crazy that we just allow ourselves to hurt so bad because it's, for some reason, less shame to us than to just be like, I'm hurting so bad. And it's also like, as soon as you get that ball rolling, it is so hard to stop. It is, you could have any person on the outside being like, you know, this is, this is what you need to do. You just got to do this. Like you just drink some water. Yeah. Like fucking eat a sandwich. Meditate. Truly. Like just journal on it like work past it but it's so much more there it is indescribable like once you enter into this contract with yourself once you start like digging these fucking pathways in your brain you just can't flick it off you can't like come back from it immediately you just yeah and you need somebody there with you who's like I'm not saying is doing the work for you, Mm-mm. is even necessarily holding your hand through all the work, but is able to, like, be a safe space for you. Yeah. So I'm glad that we could do that. For each other. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh. Just thinking. <laughs> yeah. It's been hell of a friendship that's the thing it's like what we've been like really close friends for two two years only two years but it really feels like i don't know it it feels like i've known you my whole life yeah and i think it's because we do have very similar stories and it really is just comforting to have someone to be like i've been there yeah and i see you and you're gonna make it through yeah yeah this has been this has been oh just like such a crazy podcast with uh really not a topic we had a topic to start out and then we just kind of went on like a little we again we went on a climb the mountain we did a little camp story yeah climbed a little more we set some fires (laughs) (laughs) hopefully as we go through this we'll uh narrow it down or maybe we won't maybe we'll just see riff where these go yeah i mean again not to be selfish, but to be selfish. These this is for our us. Shit. Yeah, this, this is, is for us. Stuff. Um, but thanks for coming along. Yeah, pack a snack next time.
Get a drink. Ooh, get a drink. What kind of drink? Mm, um, I've been craving mojitos. Yeah, mojitos. that sounds really good. I've been craving a white Russian. Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, dealer's choice. Dealer's choice.